welcome, welcome uh, to another episode of the Monkey Business Show. This is the Monkey Business Champion Editions. We have Mr. Neda. Hello, 33. Hello. Awi2000. Hi. And Sepp. What's up? Hello. So I know that the fans are going to love that this is the episode where I am not going to talk anything at all. I'm just going to just watch you three, you know, talk about this beautiful game, Dota, and what you guys have gone through before winning, while winning, on the journey of winning, and after winning. So please, Seb, take it from here. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> the floor is mine. Um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm super, super happy to be here. Uh, happy to get on a podcast with, with, with Neta and AOI. It's pretty hype. TI winners, you know, TI champions. So that's pretty cool. So I don't know, I guess, how, how are you guys doing? It's been, uh, how long has it been now? It's been more than a month, I guess. Uh, so yeah, how's life? How are you guys doing? How are you guys feeling? Are you feeling the same? Any different? Um, Honestly, I, s I kind of feel the same right now. Like it was a bit hard to believe in the first like weeks, I guess. But ever since I got back home and started, uh, you know, just playing pubs again, I feel like it's back to back to square one. You know, you're going to a pub, some guy flames the shit out of you, and like he doesn't care that you just won TI two weeks ago. Uh, you guys have no idea. I got in a pub with Snaking I think three <laughs> days ago, and he he was kindly telling his carry, you know, very high rank, like very low rank carry. Please, can you do this for me on the lane? And the carry just answered muted. <laughs> instantly <laughs> and this guy just kept in the team to win ti and it's still not enough to <laughs> get some respect in pubs so yeah i feel you i feel you man yeah how 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 do you deal with it like you've won not one <laughs> not TI, very won well. two ti's and you yeah, still I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the bad news already if you think the second one is gonna do anything <laughs> better it's not going to help yeah. <laughs> it's not good you, I, I think usually you get like a few days of like a honeymoon you know, your first maybe three pubs, people are like, "Oh, nice," uh, you know, and then, and then it's just back to back to square one, basically. Yeah, I saw. Are, are we already first day back home? He already pulled out the TI win. Uh, I had to. <laughs> Envy. I was on the Smurf and Envy. Yeah, I saw the clip. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to play. I had to. I honestly, I wouldn't have done it except it was Envy, and it was just so fun Nobody. to do. You know. <laughs> You are so nice about it. You're like, no, I think I'm going to do this instead. You know, you said this like two or three times and you're like, please, can I do this? I just helped the team with TI, you know? Uh, yeah. It's the classic. I mean, for, for myself, I think this TI, it's nice because uh, it's more relaxing. Like we have a pretty long break after. After TI5, I sort of went and tried to build a team right after. So I never took a break. But yeah, no, life doesn't seem that different. I mean... Dota's like the constant in our lives, right? Like it takes up so much of our time and it's always the same. <laughs> so just enjoying it. Are you guys enjoying playing versus your meta things uh, every single pub? No, no, actually. <laughs> I get so mad actually. Every time I play, there's always some position five problem. It's just hitting me every game. whole fucking day. I get you did this, you did this. <laughs> I'm actually you so mad. I have to, every time I have to carry a dust, and if I don't have a dust and we lost a fight, some people are going to ping it. They're going to fucking alt and ping that I don't have a dust. And <laughs> I don't want to carry it. I want a win list. And yes. I want a wand. I don't want the dust. <laughs> ah. well, that's just life. Actually, I feel like... like every other day I go on a Discord and I write to Snaking that, you know, I hate every position five bottom player. It's true. And the position the position four tinies are not, are not better, you know? They are not better. 
It's fair enough, actually. It's 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 fair enough. Every one of these games is filled with that. I mean, there's so many of the your broods also that I can see in the playstyle. I mean, it kind of got it got a little bit better with the patch, but it's still there. Uh, but you guys definitely have inspired a lot of people all around the world and how to play the game or what to pick and how to execute it. So that must feel pretty nice. I just some of these pubs I play, they have like position five bottom, position four tiny, and I just feel like we cannot win. And I think like, is this what people were like playing against the TI? Like, I just feel like I can't win. And like, they have so much impact and it's like rank 400 players, you know, it's not like Snake and Saxa, but they still like these two heroes, they just do so much for you. And like, I don't know. I don't know how to win. I'm sure yeah, you'll figure just, it out. I just get mad. <laughs> I'm sure well, you'll you, figure it out. When you figure it out, let us know, you know, so we can play against you guys. So we have a chance, you know, this season. I will try. But I actually, I hate position five players. It's like every time I go into the game, I have like a target on the head of the position five player. Like it's not there from the beginning, but once they like hit me a bit too much in the lane, it's like every ravage, every doom, I just want to press it on the position five. It's I don't the lane care. beef. How does that I make have, you feel AUI? Because you play five, I right? Huge, no, that's huge what beef. that's what you aim for as a position five. You know, you need to make the three pissed off in the game. I mean, all so the, does that carry on with the mid game? Like, of course. I mean, the thing is, all the heroes I play in pubs are heroes to piss off the position three. You know, you play some Enchantress, some Pugna five. Your entire goal in oh life is to screw the sky in lane. Oh, that's so toxic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. I remember a couple pubs I played against AY Inch and every. <sighs> <laughs> I share the feeling. We can vent on this, Nada. Like, you and I can vent a lot on this. It's going to be Position 3 podcast just venting on Pus 5s and AI yeah. just sits here and listen. <laughs> How about that? No, it's a good... Because you've made us uh, suffer. It's, good. it's a good it's feeling. Good. It's validating as a Position 5, you know, to cause some suffering. Usually you're just getting no. killed in two seconds. No, but, but what yeah. pisses me off is that it's just in a pub, you know? Like, I know that if Saxa was there, he was going to be my bodyguard. Like, I know this guy is going to feed his brains out. But they just get like an easy break because you know I don't have Saxa to to protect. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is what bothers me. You know I know they I, mean, I know they could be dying, but they are not. Plus four, I'm sure I'm biased, but I sometimes feel in pubs. Um, this must just be my brain playing tricks on me, that the plus fives are more in control of what they do than the plus four. But I think because maybe plus four also has more <laughs> room to kind of do something a little bit out of the box or also fail, I guess, because that kind of goes hand in hand. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like post five players have figured out better how to maximize their impact, especially in the laning phase. I feel like if you go and play a couple Kelly games, you might have you might have different words <laughs> to say. <laughs> okay, I'm sure that's yeah. fair enough actually, because every time I meet Kelly players, they actually think quite the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I mean, I did start by saying I think I'm gonna be very biased about this one, but <laughs> yeah. I guess I am. So I can I can help you guys guide some of the questions while I take a uh, backseat. So, okay, Awi, you had a first run with EG, you won TI. How different this this new team that you were with felt from the first one, you know? With the world, do you think like all these TI winners have like this element of magic? Or how did you guys yell together before being able to win? Um, <clears throat> so after TI, like I wrote a blog, I talked about it a bit there, but mm -hmm. uh, I think TI5 EG, we're like more like a business than a group of friends coming together. Uh, we basically just had like some high skill players come together and PPD was a good captain and Sumail was probably like three steps above everyone in the tournament. And then the difference is this team, I felt like the players and team, we grew together. 
and we shared a lot of ideas and we improved each other. So I was a lot more happy with this win. It felt a lot more earned than like some people just coming together because we had to make a roster change or something. So I think that's the main difference. And for you, Neda, how does this roster feel? I mean, you've been in other rosters. One of them, I was there with you. So how does this one felt differently? Um, not sure. Honestly, most teams I've played at felt kind of similar. Like I felt like even the teams that didn't really work out, like I felt like everyone is pretty much good friends with each other. I've never really had a feeling that I'm kind of in like a business, you know, business team rather than a friendship team. So it was, it kind of felt regular to me, but only that in the daughter sense, like we clicked way better. Like, uh, yeah, I guess that's it pretty much. Okay. So the question that Seb asked uh, before in the podcast, at what point during the tournament you thought, okay, we got this, we're going to win this one. Maybe during the, the, the laning phase of the, the last game when okay. I was like free farming. Thankfully. It didn't hit you until there. How good you guys were, or how I mean, in the back I you had that, it. I knew that we were doing really well, but it's just kind of pointless to me to just think, oh shit, we can win. Like you just put so much unnecessary pressure on yourself, and we just tried to take it like game by game. Like literally after every game, we would fucking tell each other, like you know, just don't don't think this is anything special. Like we just had a better draft in this game. They didn't, uh, you know, they didn't show us their best. Next game, they are going to do better. We are going to have a harder game. Basically, we said it after every game, and then you know the hard games never really came, but we were always prepared for it. And I didn't think like holy shit, we're we're gonna win until you know until the last game, pretty much. Yeah, I think people yeah, for you, are you? I think people during the group stage they start to feel some confidence as we start to win the later days. I think our first two days were just okay, but we came out really strong in days three and four. But we basically had talked to the team before, like we don't want these feelings of oh, look, I'm going to win TI, and you start putting pressure on yourself, and more importantly, start putting pressure on your teammates. So we, we purposely made sure that no one was talking about how well we're doing or, like, we're going to win, stuff like this. And it was sort of hard for us because in the five-day break, we did some media day, and we had a roundtable interview where they're like, oh, you guys are in the grand finals now. Like, they're trying to ask you interview questions to prepare for whatever media, and it sort of messed with... It was exactly the opposite of what we wanted. And I think that sort of persisted for us throughout the finals where we didn't want to talk about how well we were doing or like how good we were feeling or whatever, just whether it was like to jinx it or to alleviate pressure or whatever. But I think for a lot of people, especially after the OG series, actually, we felt really confident uh, going into the uh, two last matches. Okay. Well, I know that Seb probably would not like to tell you this, but we knew how good you guys were. He's been telling me literally for two years. Before, like on last year's qualifiers, he, I remember we, we were there on the, on the day and it felt like they just won TI. They were celebrating that qualifiers. Like they just won TI. It was such a fucking complicated series. Remember Seb? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember because people, the, not a lot of people actually, I, I don't remember what you guys did before that qualifier. Kind of, if you were kind of out on the map or not, or already, I can't really remember, but, um, I mean, we respected you, obviously, but then when we had to play you guys, then it felt like, I don't know, it brought us back to some of the hardest kind of team we had to face, I think, uh, all time in OG. Like, I don't know, some IG uh, prime time or some, you know, PSG LGD or something. It felt like, oof, you know, like we got to, 
also that qualifier it forced us to really rethink how we viewed the game completely because you have i mean i'm i'm gonna try not to get into it too much but uh and we also never spoke about that so i don't even know if my readers are but you, you guys have a certain way to look at the game definitely that is very special and and um and we felt like if we don't adapt or at least understand it fully we might just not have a chance like no matter how well we play and and that qualifier really pushed us to the edge and 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 i think we you guys crushed us in the upper brackets or some 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 series and then we had to face mm -hmm. you guys again in the grand finals maybe or something but then you know right. there was a lot of work put on that anyways and then after that yeah it really felt like wow okay whew, that, was, that was that was super hard you know but we felt it we felt like the power of your team for sure and we knew that uh, we were actually super sad that we kind of blocked your way to TI because we felt like you would have been one of the really strong teams there if you would perform of course because there's always other things that can get in the way but then that has been a common theme you know I remember at Stockholm Major uh, I actually had a call with the people at home because they were asking me how you're doing how's this tournament going I'm like yeah it's doing fine but there's this one team here I think it's going to be troubles <laughs> you know and I was actually mentioning you guys but uh, obviously Stockholm Major I don't know what happened but you guys definitely underperformed uh, at some point uh, I think when we beat you guys it's probably we probably didn't beat the best version of, of your team uh, and then TI yeah, TI was the same I mean I know you had a rough day one but I remember not to the team because I wouldn't kind of put these thoughts in their minds but talking to people that it wouldn't affect I was like alright it's going to be really 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 tough to stop Tundra you told I me I guess him. it was going to be impossible mm -hmm. yeah I know they were losing maps but the way they were playing it's like you could see that yeah it would require some some big brains to stop them not only big plays but yeah props to you guys i think you have really pushed the game um it's amazing what you did with the patch and with the game i don't know do you, do you feel like teams really got a good grasp of 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 how to try to beat you without getting into too much but or or do you feel like it came down to execution or i don't know how, how did you view it um looking back at it now um i think one thing we just had Everyone pretty much had a lot of confidence in the heroes they want to play. We kind of knew what we want to play. And at least my idea was that I didn't really want to branch out too much. Like before the before the tournament, we were talking about what heroes we want to play. want to make a list. I wrote down six heroes and I said, guys, if Collapse can play, you know, three heroes and win TI, <laughs> I'm going to do it as well. I want to play only these heroes. I don't care. I only want to play Visage, Brood, uh, Beastmaster, Doom, Doom. <laughs> Everybody has Doom. Tidehunter, and what, what was the what was the last one? Enigma. Uh, anyway. Enigma. And then I said maybe Lycan, but I actually hate the Lycan hero, so probably not Lycan. That, that, oh, that was... you're just a Lycan hater. No, you're not a Lycan hater in general, I... or just now. Uh, he's just, a Lycan like... hater. <laughs> oh, you're a Lycan hater. Okay, well you have pretty good Lycan for a Lycan hater, man. Shit. No, I mean okay. I, I love playing the hero, but I just feel like it's so useless compared to. Okay. Like, what about Darcy, man? I was hoping that somebody's gonna use that hero because it's so underused. I was like, I, my money's on Neta, you know, please. He's gonna do Darcy the respect he that, deserves. I actually, I, I was thinking about Darcy. I, I just felt like it's not, it's not that good in that in that tournament. Yeah. Okay. But I've I've actually played a couple of pubs on Darcy now, and I've won a lot of them. So I think the it's hero good. might be. Yeah. And the hero is always good. It's just it's just always the lane is so unreliable. Yeah. That, like if you lose the lane, it's yours on such a such a disadvantage for the game but if you can win the lane the hero is the hero is amazing yeah it's super fun um yeah, super so fun. Where, where was i um talking yeah, about so the we, fact that you wanted to play six heroes 
yeah, yeah, I wanted to play six healers. And, you know, basically we were kind of saying, okay, if they if they are going to ban some of my healers in the first phase, we're probably going to first pick my healer. If they are going to ban other stuff, then I can try to pick my healer later on. So I can always kind of get a healer I'm going to be comfortable, I'm going to be happy with. And I think we had a similar system for, for Skidder as well. Like he had a bit of a bigger hero pool, but overall, like the heroes he played were quite similar in what they did for us. And um, I mean, snaking and Saxa as well. And nine was kind of the the wildcard one. He, he was kind of we didn't really have stuff in mind for him that much, and he kind of just plays what he feels like. Like sometimes we want him to play a playmaker to help, like to help uh, either you know stop the offline from aggressing on our safe lane or help kind of open up their safe lane if I play some hero that needs uh, help in doing that. But other than that, he pretty much had his freedom in what he wants to do. Like sometimes he's like, guys, I want to play Arc Warden. I want to play OD. I buy Midas, no boots. Uh, see you in 20 minutes. It's just kind of kind of up to him, really. To now what that he you mentioned, feels like doing. Now that you mentioned Arc, like you guys last picked Arc game two, right? In the grand finals. Was that a, was that a, in your opinion, would you guys rate it? I, I, I'm not going to try to get you guys to say things you don't want to say, but like, was that a risky pick, do you think? Or was that a pick that you were fully confident in? Or did, did you feel like you took a risk? No, I think we were pretty confident in it, right? We, uh, we played actually a lot of scrims on Arc Warden. Probably one of our most played heroes in scrims, and we just ended up not playing it the entire tournament. Um, we, we did forget about the Morphling, Nisha Morphling, but, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we were pretty happy with picking Arc there. There was an interaction with the Arc Shard, right? Like, uh, or I think you bought Shard that game, if I recall correctly. And isn't there something, wait, which one was it? If you put two bubbles down, the Lush Arc won't do any magic damage to you. Yeah, it's like, and that on the familiars and stuff, like, I don't know, with the, I don't know. I think there are, there are some really cool hidden mechanics you guys were, were using. <laughs> it's very nice. And then you it see what happens in the fight and. Maybe it wasn't planned. It wasn't really planned. But no, it wasn't really planned. Yeah. It's just it's like the sunray and the wraith back and the arc shard, and I'm looking at the slash track and I'm like, oh, I feel you, man. <laughs> I feel you. It's a rough game. <laughs> it's yeah. a rough game. Yeah, ended uh, up I think being... the the day the day before the final, so maybe it was even on the day. Like we were talking about arc warden, and nine was saying how he's sad we didn't get to play arc warden at all, all the tournament, and like he's he's super confident, he's super ready to play this year, and we were like, yeah, I mean, if it's gonna it's gonna look good. We're we're gonna pick it, and uh, he just he just felt like it's really good that game. And we, we actually did forget about the morph, like I was said. After <laughs> after we picked it, nine was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, oh. yeah. And it's not I mean, I don't morph, I don't right? know if he said yeah. it, but but I felt it. You know, it was like the niche yeah. morph. Like, oh shit, we no, forgot he, about he said this. something like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, yeah. oh, I think he'll be okay. Is, is very strong. It's like, oh, guys, I think, <laughs> I think I'll be, be fine. Okay, yeah. I'll be okay. <laughs> I mean, that, that means a lot, right? <laughs> I think I think I'll be okay. Yeah, we, we we have lost to the Nisha Morph before. Sometimes it doesn't matter how many times you play against this guy. Sometimes it's the last pick and it just appears. Oh shit, we forgot about it. I've seen it before, and I'm sure it's going to keep happening in uh, you know in Nisha's next team. And this guy is like, you need to have like a note. On your monitor, like don't forget about the morph. Yeah. You know, I had morph wrote it, no. written you, down you in my to. notes, but I I can't read, so I didn't see it. <laughs> Unlucky. Unlucky. Yeah, but the the morph I think could have been a big problem that game. We kind of got 
we got a bit lucky that we were able to do the the lane swap that i went mid and i just actually laned against it and the aqua then went to the to the offlane but this was this was kind of convenient like it wasn't really planned out or anything it just happened i was level six at the time to tv mid and then we get a kill thinking in nine out of ten games like this situation is not really going to happen and the morph might uh you know might cause some troubles on mid yeah it might snowball yeah was uh was really good games. How do you guys like? Uh, it felt like you guys were very composed um, the way you played, and also maybe body language. Um, I don't know how the calm was, but uh, maybe you can talk about that a bit. Like, how how did you feel uh, in terms of like in the game? You know, kind of the vibe. Uh, was it chill? Was it? Uh, it's not like nervous, you know, but was it like very intense or rather on the chill side of things? Not sure. We kind of have two perspectives here because I was in the game and Avi was like outside listening, and something about comms in a fight it sounds uh, so chaotic when you are playing in the game but if you actually listen to it afterwards it's like you have like 20 words being said you know but in the game it feels like like oh you know like you feel like everything is like crumbling like you don't know what the fuck is happening so for us something we worked on a lot is trying to make the teamfight communication as calm and efficient as possible i guess and just overall we tried to kind of control our emotions so we don't get you know if you get too hyped up and then you lose the fight you're going to get sad after so we just try to keep it uh keep it as neutral as possible this was our goal of course you can't you can't always do that but i felt like we did a, a pretty good job in keeping the teamfight communication very calm and i mean Ari can say because he was he was listening to it from the outside yeah, I think overall the two things we worked on the most were like on our mental side and our communication and i think we were really happy with that throughout the tournament. Um, during TI, just during the main stage of finals, you can have the team's headset on, right? So you can listen into all the comms. And it felt very well-practiced and unstressed when I was listening to it. And we're really happy with that. I think, um, especially in the team fights, like, I don't know, some other true sites played from other teams. And they were going sort of crazy. So... I was really happy that ours was very like objective and like just stating what's happening and what we need to uh, do. And how did you feel in general about being able to listen? Like, how was that experience for you? Uh, the 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 pros and the cons of it. Uh, for me, it's like it's, having the headset on. Yeah, it, it's a big pro because it helps me know for sure if. Because, uh, for example, at Stockholm Major, right? Like, we can lose a game, but you don't know what how your loss was, right? Was it in the Dota? Was it in the communications? Are people feeling bad? When you're the comms, like, it was easy for me to identify that what's going wrong. Like, even after in the upper bracket for Secret, I think it was really easy because out of the comms, I could tell, like, oh, I think after this game, Skitter's probably feeling not heard enough. After the games, we just, a lot of the talk was, like, us trying to rebalance Skitter's emotions and just saying, guys, when someone makes a call, like, let's make sure they feel heard doesn't matter if you don't want to do the call you need to respond to them you need to like react to what they're saying uh that wouldn't have really been as possible without the comms so it saves a lot of time and efficiency you don't have to have like some quick like one-on-one -on -one meetings with the players just to find out what's happening so that was really really nice for me as coach yeah instead of having like 10 minutes to to figure out how they feel or what happened plus try to fix it or help with it you actually have 10 minutes to fully focus on that because you can come ready um yeah, uh, that that feels pretty good actually. Glad that you liked it. I think it's only a TI like, but to be fair, it would be awesome to have that at every event. Yeah, coaches. no, it would be amazing. Uh, I've only had a TI. I think it was there at TI nine. I'm not too sure about the earlier TIs. Um, TI nine was the first one. TI nine was the first one. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. 
I was curious, uh, guys, which team do you feel gave you the toughest fight uh, at TI? Uh, which team was the harder to beat, or which team do you think got the closer to to to, to beating you? Uh, In the playoffs, I think our games were kind of. I don't want to say easy because obviously they were not easy. The game in the Apple Bracket series against uh, Secret, the game was like it went to three games, and even the third game it was. I think if they played that game a little bit better, we we could have easily lost that game. They had a they had a pretty good draft against us. Um, so I would say that was probably the hardest game in the playoffs against Secret in the Apple Bracket. Mm -hmm. And in the groups, in the groups we had a couple of hard series against the South American teams. Against the, both Beast Coast and Thunder Awaken, I think we went one-one with both, and they were both, you know, it was pretty pretty hard games. Uh, I think the the team we were kind of not looking forward to play the most was Liquid, because we played them a lot throughout the year and we kind of struggled against them. So like in one way, you want to play against them and get your revenge where it matters the most and like show. Sure that you can beat them because throughout the whole year we always felt like we are their favorites going into the matchup and then we end up losing like throwing some losing some game three in some some annoying way you know so like in from one way we wanted to play against them and get get revenge for the year but also it's like you know if you always lose to the team or not always but you have a bad record against the team it would be nice to to avoid playing them you know after all you're, you're there to win the tournament so we were we were kind of happy Watching uh, Secret beat Liquid in the in the lower bracket final, and you know we felt obviously really confident playing in Secret again because we already beat them once. It looked pretty close actually. I think Liquid were were were, were it was it was looking really good for Liquid game three, right? Like uh, if I remember correctly, I think they were yeah. like quite ahead, uh, and then there was like some fight at the Raiden Ancient that went Secret's way, and then the game started shifting. Um, yeah, I think in the room yeah. we. We actually like turn off the TV and make sure that we're not focusing too much on the game, so that we're prepared. But I think at some point we thought for sure we were prepared, uh, playing versus Liquid, and I had actually done yeah. most of my prep on Liquid uh, before the it series. Looked like that in the series, also. Okay, before the yeah. series. Yeah, I, I mean, even during the series, I was still looking at Liquid. Just, I mean, we had already done prep for Secret for the winners finals, right? But, so right. we had a lot of them already, but I was mainly focusing on Liquid. And the game three, it for sure looked like we we're gonna end up playing them. Yeah, I was gonna say like uh, watching the watching the game of Liquid against Secret, it, it gave me kind of flashbacks to watching you guys play against Nigma in the TI qualifiers because it was kind of similar. Like I felt like I want to play against Nigma, and this time I felt like I want to play against Secret. And then I watch, and it doesn't look good. You know, it looks like <laughs> I'm gonna play against the opponent I don't want to play against. And so it just, you didn't uh, want to play us in the in the qualifier. No, we we felt like. You, you guys are like better than Enigma, and yeah. you know, like you play against even OG we, in a best of we, five, like you, I don't know. Yeah, but even though we actually didn't, if I recall correctly, I think the the what's it called, like the upper bracket was not close at all. I think you guys, I think, stumped us pretty hard. Uh, upper bracket of the qualifier, but we actually we haven't seen any of you, anything of you in streams. I think actually. You were, I don't think we scrimmed once against you guys, uh, pre-TI qualifiers. So you really came out of the blue because your playstyle changed drastically from what you did throughout the season to what you did in that qualifier. And I would say that today it's closer to what you were doing in that qualifier, which was what now, maybe two years ago or a year and a half. Then, you know, like it felt like there was a drastic change. Like you guys, I don't know, you did some 
special boot camp or special preparation and then all of a sudden you were like a, a style-wise i mean a very different team i don't know if that's fair to say but that's kind of how we experienced it like as being your opposition um, i think it was pretty similar in the sense that we came prepared to the tournament with the heroes we want to play and we mm -hmm. ended up again with a pretty small hero pool but we were super confident in our heroes like we knew that if we get a certain strat like nobody can beat us mm -hmm. and obviously this kind of confident um it's very easily breakable you know like once you lose one or two games with a strat that you have so much confidence in like it's all gone like it's out it's out the window so that's why you know when you're winning it's easy to snowball and keep winning because this confidence builds up and builds up and it makes you just makes you play better makes you draft better but you know the moment you start losing it can all uh, it can all crumble i think we even surprised ourselves a bit with how well we played in that mm -hmm. qualifier because uh, the boot camp coming up to it it was not i wouldn't say it was too successful like it was just it was just okay you know we had some problems we had some some good parts it was pretty much just a, just a regular regular boot camp and even our first game it was a bit shaky we played against uh, brame i think and oh, it, I remember. Yeah, I think we we ended up winning 2-0, but it was a bit shaky. And then, mm -hmm. you know, once uh, once we started winning and winning and winning, we kind of snowballed and we played with a lot more confidence. And I think that's probably what uh, what you guys saw when we played against you. Yeah. But still, like, you know, I knew I don't want to play against OG in the final. Like, you watch this fucking OG team, fucking best of five, major TI, TI, major, fucking win, 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 win. Best of fives. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to play against them. You know. <laughs> I get I've, it, I've had get it. it. I've had it with OG. Well, you had the exact same respect uh, the other way because oh my god, you guys gave us this the, the 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 roughest headaches we've had in years. Oh my god, this dumb stuff and all the I can't like we even today we're like we. I swear, even today we would not want to play a single map like we would like. <laughs> we just don't want to replay that series. There are series you want to replay, you know, just for the epicness of it. And there are series you're like, this was too hard. Like, I don't want to try this again. Um, but no, I, I would, I would I remember, not want to play that again. I remember one thing that Seb used to tell me. He's like, playing Tundra is like, there's not an easy moment throughout any of the moments during the game. You guys are sticky. It's like, you can't fucking get rid of you, you know? You can never put you to bed. You think that these are going your way and it's like, Fuck, you know, you finish the game and you're like, I'm emotionally exhausted the whole fucking game, you know? So, dude, like you break mentally those teams, you know, which is in a way, it's the same thing that you guys do to people, you know, you never, you, you're never out, you know? So, so it's strong, cool. strong teams do. And about, about mental and, and mental fortitude, how do you guys feel right now going into the next season? Like, um, you know, motivation level, these are pretty common topics when you just want TI because obviously you're going to go into games that are you know in the grand scheme of things they're important but you could also look at them maybe and and and, and think that you know they're not as high intensity as the ones you just played not the same stakes how do you guys feel about that did you put some thoughts into it or yeah so something that we focused a lot coming into TI was how to deal with losses uh, we specifically work with our sports psychologists on that because, you know, we lost sort of at Stockholm and everything sort of went to shit. We lost a lot of faith in our strategies and maybe in each other. Um, I was really happy throughout TI in the group stage. Like we lost four game ones, but we came back and won the game two in all of them in the groups. But we never were really tested with a real loss in the tournament. So I think that's something that we're still sort of aware of and, make, and I guess I'll make sure we work on it. But you just... I don't know. You just have to focus and prepare for it. You can't really know what will happen, and we'll see if how it goes. I think right now we're we're feeling confident, 
but I think we did a good job talking about like why we should be confident. It's a lot of the hard work and effort that we put in. It's not because, oh, we're TI winners. We deserve to win the next match. I think we'll approach every next match with the same level of work that we did in the last year. How does your life has changed? If it has changed in any way? My life? Um, no, it's, it's, it's the same. <laughs> same? And we, we've been on break, sort of. Like, people are playing some pubs now, but we probably won't start. We have some, like, media thing in uh, Serbia starting on the 15th or something. I think after that, we'll start scrimming and uh, ramping up our pub play and stuff. Okay. Meta, how has your life changed? It, it has not changed at all. It's, uh, I don't know. Same I think I even, I even get more mad in the pubs I play. <laughs> and, that's, and that's it, you know? Because now you know, like you won. Now you know you're right. Now you know that that person uh, that is your support is wrong. I, mean, I just, I know it's stupid to get upset, but you know, it just <laughs> happens. It's all, it's all hard to control it. Like I, mean, uh, I, Seb, think, I, I remember yeah. I was watching you. You know, you have some kind of uh, breakdowns in pubs sometimes. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> a, that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> some, some of them, sometimes. And I just remember thinking, like, like this guy one ti why is he expecting his teammates to know what to do like of course they don't understand what to do as well as as you do you know because you if they did they would be winning ti's and then <laughs> you know I, I remember thinking it's so silly that you get so mad at them and then i was i started playing pubs and i was telling myself i will not let this happen to me and ah, already on the first day it's it's too hard you know it's like yeah it's hard i mean i think the level of care is I, I, I don't I wouldn't want to put that in question. It's like when somebody would tell me, but you want TI, what do you care about this pub or what do it's like no, I mean I want TI because I actually care about Dota. I care about Dota games. I care so much that that I'm it's actually changing me sometimes, my behavior as a person, because I'm not an angry person. I'm I would never, you know, behave like that. But Dota, I care so much and it's pushing me to the edge that I'm gonna start being annoying or you know, sometimes I really deserve to to, to get slapped sometimes. I, I know it. And sometimes when they kinda vocally slap back at me i'm like i don't answer anything i'm like i'm right like my bad you know but i think the level of care is is i look at it as being something i don't know if it's positive or negative but i'm not ashamed of it but obviously it's kind of what you how you react to that right and how you let it kind of take control over you or how you keep it in check that's probably where you know uh, there's probably some work to be done uh, and that's <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe a lot of work to be done uh, but as you said, yeah, they, 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 don't, they don't know, they don't know. But I think it's cool to expect from someone as in like to push people. Uh, at least it's, it's a little bit of my nature. It's like I, I wouldn't be like, oh, because a lot of players also have that, that what's it called, mindset. It's like, oh, it's a, that, you know, it's a lower rank player. Uh, he's just bad. I'm just not going to expect or ask anything from him. You know, I'm just going to treat him like, a, like he's part of the terrain, you know. Like, I don't NPC. like that. I think you can. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. I think you can just try to get somewhere like uh, work together you know and stuff but <laughs> it doesn't always work the way i, yeah, just, I, the, I the problem is once you start to work with them and then in return they spit you in the face it's just so yeah it's, it's so hard it's so hard to just 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 mute them and pretend it didn't happen so, <laughs> Neda, Neda has told the story before in the podcast how you know there is some players that will just ignore him and mute him and some other ones that are like oh my god he's Seb. i'm gonna do whatever Seb tells me to do and the story of the warlock Oh, oh, this is a good one. Um, yeah, you know, so, sometimes that you have the opposite. Like they're they're freaking out because there's like a TI winner in the game, and they really want to 
play perfect and do everything you ask from them and, and like just make sure that you know uh we're, we're like a team and stuff and then i have this warlock player and he's really really low mmr i think like 2k plus rank and back then i was much higher mmr uh, and 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 then he's playing warlock and i know the enemy team is smoking on us and we're clearing an ancient stack as like a four man and then i just say uh you know they're smoking but uh, it's fine. We can kill the ancient stack. We have we we have golem, and then the guy just rocks the ancient stack. You know, he hears that we can clear the stack. We have golem, and I mean, literally, what I said it could have been interpreted as such. He just rocks the stack. We get smoked. You know, at the same time, the smoke pops. We get team wiped. And I'm like, That's I didn't no even hesitation. get mad. I'm like, dude, I'm like, if that's not a soldier, I don't know what is, you know. Um, yeah, that's but good. maybe AI, you could you, you could share a little bit of your wisdom and how you because I, I've seen you in pubs. I think I, I don't think I've ever seen you not like very chill and relaxed in pubs for the most part. <laughs> or is that? Or maybe I saw only the good side of you. But how, how do you deal with it yourself? I mean, I think I uh, first of all, I think I play less pubs than you guys. I think a lot of times it's a build up. Like you know, you. You start the day off friendly, you get spat on once, you're like, can wipe it off. By the third or fourth spitting, like, it's it's a lot of spit, you know, you can't deal with it all. It's exactly how it is, dude. Spot on. Yes, spot on. Um, no, I think, I think also as position five, like, your impact on the game is different. Like, you have less expectations, because... I think a lot of times as position three, you get a game going, you're like, I know I won this game. I have this game. I'm going to do so much. My team, position five, you know, I, I I win the lane. I check the runes. And then, uh, you know, it's it. And usually as position five, like your relationships with the other players are different. Like you're the one helping them. So like you help them do something. And if they don't do it, you're like, oh, it's, you know, it's fine, guys. I'll help you again. Yeah. Like <laughs> you don't have any other path. But position three, you can do so much. So... I think that's a lot of the pressure. I don't understand how how do people like GH how do they do it? Mm. How do they stay so positive in in every pub? How is it possible? Yeah, sometimes uh, I, I really wonder. Sometimes I really wonder because I I see them also get in situations where they don't they get mistreated. Also, it happens, right? For like, sure. Uh, but they're mega PMA, mega PMA. It's like, I think you have to maybe go into the game with less expectations, I think. Because it happens sometimes, you know, sometimes you're like in a mood where you're like, oh, whatever, I'll just... I've seen it also. It's like you go in the game and you're like, well, this is just going to be a clown fiesta, you know, whatever, whatever. You go into it and then it, it just happens. Or it doesn't and then it's just bonus. Maybe it's your level of expectation going into the game that helps you find the right mindset i like what you said about expectations i think a lot of it's also uh what you want to get out of pubs i guess those are just expectations but if you go in playing for the win i think you guys probably uh go in for the win a lot more than i do um it'll hurt more when someone's messing it up and losing right and spitting of course but usually when pubs like i have something that i want to focus on when i go into the games and like even if i'm losing or no matter what happens like usually you can try to find something you can get out of this pub not always but usually you can just feel like the the toxicity in Dora it's like it's like an addiction like you cannot you cannot break it it's like you you can wake up in the morning tell yourself today I will be positive <laughs> I will not get mad I'll be nice to my team you play two pubs and then it's like one thing happens and you just relapse and it's over <laughs> the next eight games you're gonna be like the biggest piece of shit I mean uh, you know Johan once said that sentence and I mean I live by it. it's like Dora really brings out the best and the worst in you like it, it really it's really how you feel sometimes because you have opposite too, right? I think we all grew a lot 
thanks to Dora, also on a human level, right? Uh, with your teammates, sometimes also in pubs, but, you know, think about how you grew as a person with your teammates, you know, how much empathy you've been able to kind of learn and develop or uh, whatever it is, you know, working with people efficiently, wh whatever we do in our kind of daily schedule. So, you know, there's also a lot of upsides, I guess. Uh, great upsides. Yeah, I just, so, I, I remember, mm -hmm. I remember I was playing, like in school, I was just playing football. And, you know, I wasn't very good. I was just okay. But I would still play, like, every day. And, like, you would have, like, the people who are actually good. And they, they always, like, yell at their teammates. Like, you are so bad. Why do you miss every <laughs> kick? Why don't you pass? How didn't you get that? You know, and then I would just think, like, why are they doing that? Like, like yeah, I'm not good at football. So what? Like, you think I care? I don't care. But that, now that's the same that uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the guy we're right. yelling at in the pub, right? <laughs> it's like... They, they don't yeah. care. They literally don't. I mean, they shouldn't, honestly. Why, why should they care? They're just they're playing the Dota. I mean, think about some Cristiano Ronaldo that just won the World Cup or the Champions League and you're there and I'm super bad and I can't pass the ball, the ball back and he gets super mad. I would probably also be like, bro, like, just relax. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm trying my best. So I kind of get it, you know. Maybe, <laughs> not that you put it this way, I kind of get their their point of view. Uh, it's just rough, man. It's just It's, it's just easy, gonna... to, easy to understand why it's, it's such a... I mean, it's kind of despicable behavior to be toxic to your teammates in a pub. And like after I do it, I feel very, very remorseful. You know, very I'm very ashamed. Yeah. But then the next day, it just happens again. <laughs> what what can you do? I don't know. Honestly, that's a good mea culpa, mea culpa from us. You know, we're just admitting our flaws and and and, uh, and we're gonna work on it. It doesn't really make it better though. <laughs> it I have so Help many us. stories about Seb for for these pubs because Seb can start the day PMA and everything is amazing and he's talking to me. He's like, dude, I'm having such a great day. I'm having such a great pub. Three pubs later. Before the hero gets to lane, he's like, look at this fucking guy. Look at how he's walking to lane. I know he's going to ruin my game. It's like, dude, the so game I have a theory done. that sometimes, sometimes the way people leave fountain, you it's know tough. what's coming. It's true. It's true. It like, is right? so true. No. You know, like, so I look at the fountain sometimes, like three seconds, and I know what I'm in for, you know? And some, some people, they just walk to the tier, the tier three and they just wait for the waves to come out. <laughs> I don't understand. Look, guys, I'm gonna describe what Nightmare sounds like. It's like this lion player. He has no no set. It's naked lion. You know, he goes in fountain, gets out a bit, like you know, one inch, goes back in, thinks about which items to buy. You know, kind of runs in circle, goes AFK for a little bit. I, I'm sure, like all the players are feeling the tension. You know, it's like I hope he's not coming to my lane. You know, I hope he's safe lane. <laughs> it's, I hope he's plus five. <laughs> And then he starts walking with the lion model, which I think is pretty nice too. You know, like the way he walks, like he's just sliding to your lane. Uh, you know what's going to happen. You know, it's going to be 40 minutes of pain. Yeah, so, yeah. pick lion. So, you, you know, it's coming. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I guess it's already in. Uh, you you know what's, time, a, so. what's a bad habit I actually picked up from you when, li when leaving the fountain? Because <laughs> when I played, played stand-in from you in OG, I, I used to always buy my items very fast and immediately leave the fountain. And then I played with you for a month and I see that like half the games, you're like in the fountain, like selling items <laughs> or like deciding and like changing your yeah. item build. I, I get flamed like... by my teammates for this. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking, you know, obviously it's not good, but then I found myself doing it more and more after, after I saw you do it. And it's like, I leave the fountain. I'm like, hmm, maybe this is not the right build. All right. <laughs> if Seb goes back and readjusts, I'm going to do it as well. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's uh... like you want to say, the positive is that you're, we're thinking really hard about how to optimize, like, you know, so at least there's that. But uh, uh, often I hear my team like, uh, let's go smoke, you know, let's go smoke a lunch. I'm thinking, yeah. Seb, you know, are you okay? Like, yeah, I'm here, guys. I'm just struggling, you know, like. <laughs>
No, I'm just I'm just usually behind in the level one smokes as well. If I if I make it though. I guess it's an offlaner thing then. You guys wouldn't know. It's an offlaner thing. You can't understand. It's like I'm we, doing, we, some, we just need doing time. something important. <laughs> yes, doing something important, exactly. exactly. So I was gonna bring up obviously, I don't know if you guys saw that we made a clip on the Monkey Business show from the famous Tundra the Tundra is lost without Fada. The worst kick in history. I don't have you oh seen the God, meme yeah. that we made? Oh yeah, with the clown yeah. keeper? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I'm, sta- I'm I'm standing up for my stupidity. You see, I'm 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 just owning it. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it, that's all you can do. Yeah, that's all you can do. After you guys announced that Amal was released, like, it would have been a good opportunity to to tweet yeah. that from us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I only I only thought about it too late, and it's like I missed the boat. You can't. And if you're anymore. ever wrong about it, I can just uh, like post mail you the clown sign. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that, that'd be fair. Uh, but yeah, it, I think it's also a good lesson and a good reminder that um, nobody with, except who's within the team truly understands what happens in the team, basically. And that people can have reads and it can be, uh, you know, Reddit, Redditor reads or more um, expert reads, like from a pro player or something. And all these reads are still worth uh, close to zero besides the people that are actually in the room. And, and knowing kind of what's happening and where the team dynamics and and all of that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. And we talked to NTI as well that we saw that you and Martin, you know, you guys found some kind of like nerdy shit that really worked for you guys. It was really cool seeing you, how you saw the game and how you guys vibe with each other. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's really great to play with Saxa. Obviously, I played with him before as well in, in NIP. And, you know, I always just felt like he's the perfect teammate. Just you know, he plays so well. You know, he communicates well. He doesn't really cause any troubles ever. He, you know, what 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 more can you, what more can you really ask for? And I feel like nowadays, like I just walk to the lane, and my only job is just to pull the wave up and put it in position. And I know he's just like one, one between them. Meanwhile, I'm I'm just chilling, just CSing. I don't care. And it feels like uh, you you guys as a team really enabled Taxa. Like it, he 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 felt very comfortable. Um, both inside and outside the game, so that was super nice to see. Um, but I think Saxa like yeah. a great fit. He, he actually grew a lot because during our boot camp and during TI, he was actually the one who would come to us and give us some speech, to rally the team, or like make it sure we're focused on the right oh. thing. So I think he's really grown into his role on the team as a leader. That's awesome. He he, that that's a difference. Like uh, like how you described him as a teammate, that was already the case in OG. Amazing teammates. He, maybe he didn't have the room also to, to do what you just described, AI, but uh, I felt like that, that is definitely something he has developed with you guys, like recently. Sounds awesome. Yeah, I think um, in in NIP, it was like, Saxa wouldn't really talk that, as much as he does now. Like obviously, he, he kind of learned how to improve his communication back then, but it was something that uh, Peter used to say that, you know, Saxa doesn't say much, but when he does say something, like, you just have to listen. Like, just listen. 100% he's for sure right. You know, he knows what he's saying. And I think it kind of still stands true to this day, even though he says more stuff, you know? Like if Saxa says something, even if you don't understand it, he's probably right. And like, you should try to see <laughs> see his side. Nice. nice level of trust. It's good to hear. I felt like also bringing out the coach topic AI, because uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've read, uh, I don't know if I've read or heard stuff, uh, but it felt like you did... You touched on so many aspects of 
of of Dota, as in like competing in Dota, like the mental side, the in-game. I feel your 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 footprint also in 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 in, in how some of these games are being played or the decisions and, and the drafts and stuff, as in your Dota footprint, like when you were a player also yourself, uh, still are in a, to a certain extent. Um so yeah, I don't know, just uh, massive props and respect to how much you do cuz uh, coaches don't get as much of a uh, of the attention. Uh, not not that it really matters, but uh, it's always a good opportunity to highlight it. So I think uh, it seems like you've done a tremendous tremendous work and also I think the 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 players have given you also a lot of the a lot of the credit and that's also nice to see when one players also, you know, kind of make space and 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 include if uh, if media doesn't or whoever so that that's super nice. That's super nice. How did how did it feel for you now, like the coach versus playing? Like, did you find did you find happiness, like competitive happiness, with that? Was it fulfilling? Um, well, first, thanks for saying that. I appreciate that. Uh, I think I went back into coaching from doing like commentary and analyst stuff because I felt like uh, there wasn't enough reward to doing the analyst side stuff. And I think I have found that as a coach. I think it's it's a different type of reward than when you do it as a player. I think a lot of it's like being proud of what your players have built and created together and you watch them grow. It's a very like a uh, parent style happiness, you know. But I think this team it's it's been really easy to coach. All the players like they're really smart about the game. They they bring me stuff. So a lot of the time I'm just trying to disperse their ideas to other people and just message people, which makes it a lot easier than uh some other teams I worked with where like you're trying to like force your own ideas into the game and so but overall it's been it's been really fun coaching. I think very rewarding and a lot of fun and just hanging out as a team. Wait, I was gonna say, you know that Avi is actually the reason why we lost you guys in the TI qualifiers? <laughs> <laughs> now now you're just balancing out what I said earlier. Uh, uh, go for it. Burn it's him. true. It's true because uh he was uh kinda half time coaching us. Like he was uh, friends with Skida, and Skida asked him to kind of help us out a bit. And we did like a couple of sessions where he watched the replays with us, but he he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't full time coach us because he was casting, I think. Yeah, I casted the. So it's, it's actually it's actually AOI's fault. Ah, uh, Sumer TA. Uh, I would have said, guys, <laughs> ban was... the Sumer TA. Ban it. Get uh, rid of the we, TA. We relied on it. We relied on it. It was the Axe meta, also, if I remember, the Axe yeah, Manta. Oh yeah. yeah, Manta Axe. Yeah, I was trying to out Naga, out TB your. TV. <laughs> uh, it's a good, it was a good meta. It was a good meta. Well, gentlemen, we have the last five minutes of the show. And I will say probably the fans want to know, you know, what's next for everybody of you and level, you know, you mentioned level of hype, level of everything. You guys are going to come in directly into the season swinging. You feel that level of hunger or, or where are you guys in that? Um. I think we for sure it's probably not as high as it was before TI. I mean I think it's kinda natural. But at least for me I I really want to play. I really want to you know to do well in the DPC. It's kinda you know, like the success in Dora it lasts a very, very short time. Like you can win TI, then you lose one DPC series and you're like, oh, okay, these guys are washed up. This was a fluke. It didn't count. Oh, you're no? gonna get the fluke at some point. The fluke callers, they're just waiting around the corner. They have the signs ready. They're just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> they're there already. Yeah, like so I mean, I guess it's not that much to just prove the prove people wrong. It's not so much that. I just want to, you know, I just don't want to lose. Like I think no no total player wants to lose. Like you play the DPC, you wanna go to the major, you wanna win the DPC. And we're probably 
we're probably going to start working really hard towards the DPC. We'll we'll see how it goes. Obviously, gonna you know go a bit a bit easier than before. But we talked a lot about that the reason we won is not because like we are like geniuses of Dota, we are the best players, we know everything. It's just because we worked really hard, and we had a good system and we had good preparation for the. We had like the best preparation for the tournament, and that's why we won. And that's something we are gonna keep in mind. Like if we are not gonna prepare as much, if we are not gonna work as hard, we are we are not gonna make it to the major. You know, we are not we are not gonna win all the games because the DPC is actually it's so hard, right? Like there's so many good teams and every game matters so much and people kind of people generally play better online would you agree with that compared to yeah. compared to lands like for people most. choke less yeah yeah because yeah, we felt for most some people play worse on <laughs> i mean i know i'm so bad online some of us used to be so bad online but in general the the average level is probably higher online than it is online if that yeah, makes sense. yeah, yeah, I think so. It's like the maybe the highs are not as high, but you know, there's a lot of teams that maybe on LAN you're going to beat them nine out of ten times, but you know, playing online DPC maybe it's like sixty forty. And mm. when you have seven of these sixty forty games in a season, it's actually really hard. It's hard. Like you know, just a bit of an unlucky here day here, an unlucky day there, and suddenly you're not going to the major. But like the DPC format is very. It's very punishing. So, you know, we are going to try our best to to keep up. What's the big challenge you guys are looking at, if any? I mean, it could be short term, it could be long term. Are you looking then at the next DPC game, basically, or the major, or the second CI run? Uh, what's on your guys' mind? I think a lot the, of the second anything. TI. The second <laughs> TI is, of course, the, the the main goal. Sorry. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But I think right now what we should be looking at is like getting back into a proper rhythm where we're not burning out. I think this year we had a lot of burnout problems due to the DPC format. So we want to get make sure that we're practicing and making sure we're putting the work in without going too far this year. Awesome. I mean, things, you guys have a really healthy way to look at things and mindset. A lot of challenges are going to come with being a TI winner, TI winners, you know, like obviously. Uh, you guys are going to run into them this year, but uh, sounds like you have a really, really healthy way of looking at things. So definitely wishing you the best. Yeah, I think something you said there that uh, made me think is like coming into this TI, like no one was really looking at us, right? Like we didn't do well at Riyadh and Arlington. And I think even some like power rankings like put us at the bottom. So it's nice to come into TI with like people not studying us. But as we go to this next CPC, I think everyone's going to be looking at our strats and figuring out ways to beat For us. For sure. And they're figuring out in pubs apparently with some bottom fives and stuff right now. So yeah, it's already happening. You know, you're going to have the target on your back, which, you know, has some nice things about it also. Uh, it's not only cons, to be honest. It's just, it's really about what you do with it. Well, Seb, uh, what kind of last words of either wisdom or appreciation or <laughs> fun that you want to give them? To the other new champions, uh, I mean, I just, I, I just enjoy, I enjoy high level Dota. I enjoy great Dota, and 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 right now they are the name that comes with great Dota. So, uh, yeah, just uh, congrats, uh, thank you for the the awesome Dota. That's uh, you know, it really had me going. It was amazing to watch you guys play. Looking forward to more. Um, and yeah, I think that's good enough already. Uh, that's good enough already. You guys are awesome. So. Thanks for that. Well, thank you guys. It uh, means a lot for us that you guys were able to make it into the show. <laughs> Obviously, having the TI champions here is, we feel very honor honored. 
And yeah, dude, uh, I hope next year you kick us against everybody besides us. And, you know, we <laughs> hope to get new revenges and new storylines with you guys. And, you know, we will we'll be coming for you. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for having us. Of course. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Uh, follow the guys at Tundra. I will put the socials and everything. And yeah, dude, see you next season of DPCs. Cheers, everybody. See you yeah. guys. See ya. Take care.